time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to the Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen Podcast. My name is Casey. It's so good to be back with you guys. Today is Friday, December 29th, 2023, almost to the end of the year. Very special guest uh, with me today uh, that agreed to come on my podcast. I'm so thankful and grateful for that. He's doing great things for our country, uh, as well as this, especially during the political season. Uh, But before we get into that, before I introduce you to him, I just want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, and follow, um, as well as click the, the bell button to remind you on where... Uh, or when I post a podcast, and also to share, uh, get the message out there for everyone. Uh, so without further ado, and uh, all Clay's info and my info, where you can like or follow, find, and everything like that will be in the description box below as well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Clay Clark. Clay, how are you doing today? Brother, I tell you what, I'm hopped up on DayQuil, but I'm excited to be here with you. It's a, kind of that whole... Uh, you know, winter, flu, cold, whatever that is, but I'm working through it. Well, good, man. I'm glad to say, I'm glad to, to know you're, you're working through it. Uh, listen, man, you know, I know everybody in the truther community pretty much knows who you are, but, but maybe there's some out there that don't. So if you don't mind, uh, would you just give us a little short uh, bio, you know, kind of how you got started? I know before you even started the tour, you were a businessman. Well, you know, uh, the, the, the thing about the, the reawaken America tour and, or the, truth movement or whatever it is that I'm doing here. I, I never wanted to, uh, I never aspired to be a investigative journalist guy. Uh, I, I just, um, if you go to uh, thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com, you can see uh, my website and what I do. But basically, I'm really good at growing companies, um, probably in the way that maybe somebody out there, you're good at playing the piano or you're good at making um, meals or you're good at carving wood or, you know, someone has different talents and skills they developed over time. I just grew up really poor and I was very interested in how to grow successful companies. And so that's been my, my thing I do. And uh, if you want to learn how to grow a successful company, what you do is you look at a successful company and then you sort of reverse engineer what they do. So if you, a lot of my clients who are dentists or doctors or lawyers, you know, so like today I met with a cosmetic surgeon, one of my longtime clients, Dr. Whitlock. And uh, the reason why his company is successful is because I know how to grow a cosmetic surgery business. And how do I know how to do that? You reverse engineer what's working. You look at what's working and you reverse engineer and you figure out, okay, who are the most successful people in your industry and what are they doing? And you do that. Um, and so it's a lot of research. It's a lot of uh, time alone spent researching what works. Well, with the Great Reset, much like you and most of your listeners, I'm sure, uh, as I saw lockdowns, quarantines, curfews, these sorts of things, I thought to myself, why are we talking about lockdowns, quarantines, and curfews? And so very quickly, um, before the lockdowns, I uh, researched the lockdowns, quarantines, curfews, that sort of language, and I discovered five facts. One is that the models that said that 2.2 million people would die from COVID, they were false. They were funded by Bill Gates, and they were made by Neil Ferguson, who's always wrong when he makes his models. Two, the PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction tests, uh, could be falsely calibrated to inflate the number of positive cases. We know this because Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the uh, PCR tests, has said so. Three, COVID is treatable. COVID is treatable using hydroxychloroquine. Now, how do we know this? Because the NIH put it on its website before uh, the lockdowns, quarantines, curfews. 
Four, the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. And if you don't believe me, just look it up. Type in system and method for testing for COVID-19. Just look it up. System and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. And finally, there's this fourth industrial revolution or this great reset that Klaus Schwab has been talking about, which involves putting surveillance under the skin. So I naively thought, well, if I just tell the governors, congressmen, and senators about the models are false, the PCR tests are false, the treatments are real, then surely they won't do lockdowns, quarantines, curfews. But I did not know that most of the governors, senators, and congressmen were fully captured by the World Economic Forum and other entities, and that they were part of the Great Reset. And so that's sort of where my journey began. And I told my wife, if they do a lockdown, quarantine, and curfew in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm going to sue the mayor of Tulsa turn my building into a church, and uh, that's what we're going to do. And uh, that's what I did, and then that's how we uh, got here, I guess. Okay. And uh, so my podcast bio is a biblical outlook on what what's going on politically in the world today. Now, I know you, like you said, you got a church there, and I know you, I listen to you quite often, and I know you always tell everybody to read Matthew 24, read Luke 21, read the book yep. of Daniel, read the book of Revelation. So in your opinion, where do you believe that we are, you know, what two of the things that are in both Matthew 24 and Luke 21 are was when Jesus said, be careful that no man deceives you. Where do you believe that we are, you know, politically right now with biblically speaking? Well, uh, let me do this real quick. I want everybody to, uh, I'm going to pull up my notes real quick because I never want to ever, uh, A, misquote the Bible. And I never no want to uh, make a uh, light of conversations of the Bible. So I, I have a certain reverence for the Bible. I believe it is the irrefutable Word of God. So I'm going to go ahead and just uh, get into the Bible, and I encourage everyone to assume I've lost my mind, okay? Um, and by the way, one thing I've, I've discovered this year, uh, and I'm sure you have as well, is that a lot of pastors don't read the Bible. No, they don't. Mind-boggling uh, to me. They're they're what you call program pastors. I did not know this thing existed years ago, but it's where then every January these pastors all teach about a new year, a new you. February, they talk about love. March, they talk about spring. You know, every single pastor talks about Christmas. They have like a program they follow. So every December, they all talk about Christmas, but they don't actually read the book of Daniel because that's not part of the program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and open our Bible to Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. The Bible says, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, it says, and he causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is uh, 600, 3, 4, and 6. Okay, so the word corona is 666. What? Yeah, so if you look it up right now, just type it in. The word corona is 666. Now, it might be um, difficult for somebody to uh, mentally picture what I'm saying. So uh, the word corona is... 666. C is a 3, O is a 15, R is an 18, O is a 15, N is a 14, A is a 1. The word corona is 666. Okay, so we start there. Let me go, what? Now, CERN, fact number two, CERN, uh, their logo is 666. Now, someone says, CERN, what? Yeah, the World Economic Forum, their logo is 666. What? Look it up. <clears throat> Four. This is important. CERN invented the World Wide Web, and they called it WWW, which is interesting because WWW in Hebrew is 666, because mm -hmm. Hebrew and the W in Hebrew is 6, so WWW is 666. Now, the Google Chrome logo is 666, and the Google Quantum Computer is what powers CERN, so that's a thing. 
So now you go to Bill Gates. He has a, a cryptocurrency system using body activity. And that patent is W020206006. So you got a lot of 666 going on there. So now you say, well, <clears throat> why is CERN located in Geneva? Why is the World Economic Forum located in Geneva? Why is the United Nations located in Geneva? Uh, why is Gavi located in Geneva? Why is the World Health Organization located in Geneva? Why is there a statue of Shiva, the god of destruction, goddess of destruction, located in Geneva? Well, the Bible in Revelation 9-11 and Revelation 2-13 tells us that Satan dwells where Antipas was martyred and where the former temple of Apollo was, which happens to be Geneva. So all these organizations that are the Antichrist agenda are located in the exact physical location where the Bible says that Satan lives. So Satan, who is not omnipresent, is attempting to counterfeit the omni omnipresent nature of God. By and the omni under the omniscient, uh, God is omniscient and omnipresent. Okay, mm -hmm. and omnipotent. So all, he's all powerful. He's all present. He's all-knowing. Satan's trying to counterfeit that. So Satan is wanting to put RNA-modifying nanotechnology under your skin, and the Earth is now covered with 30,000 low-orbit or low-orbit satellites. So the Earth is now blanketed with 30,000 low-orbit satellites that were put there by Elon Musk's Dragon rockets. And those 30,000 low-orbit satellites are now emitting 5G. 5 is penta, G is gram. So the word pentagram, 5 is penta, G is gram. So the Earth is now blanketed with 30,000 low-orbit satellites that connect to the RNA-modifying nanotechnology in the shots. That's why when the lockdowns happened, the 5G towers went up. So now the the theory or the, what the, the system that's being built is now humans will have uh, RNA-modifying nanotechnology under their skin, which was uh, patented by Charles Lieber, the Harvard scientist. Look it up, folks. This is a Harvard scientist, Char Charles Lieber, who got paid $50,000 a month to create uh, RNA-modifying nanotechnology that goes under your skin that connects you to the 5G. So now <clears throat> your, your body can both send and receive signals via the 5G technology, and the Earth is now covered with the 5G technology that interacts with the technology that's under your skin. So that's how that works. And then the Bible in Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14, it tells you that when the Euphrates River dries up, the false prophet will show up and China and Russia will team up. That's Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14. And this just in, China and Russia are teaming up and uh, the Euphrates River is drying up and the false prophet is showing up. So I believe that in the timeline, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, but this is how it works, the God God who created the earth has given us a timeline. It's called his story, his story, history. Mm -hmm. So it's all based upon God. So there's a beginning and the end. God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And so God has told us uh, how it's going to be begin, how it began, and how it's going to end, not to scare us, but to prepare us so that in his infinite mercy, you and I can choose to be right with God or not. And so I believe we are living through the fulfillment of the end of the age. And so that's what I believe. And I believe the Bible is very clear of all the things that have to happen before the return of Christ. And it appears as though they're all happening simultaneously. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, this is the end of the year. We're coming up. we got two days left in this year. I'm, I'm a, my dad's a 40-year pastor. You know, I grew up in church. I grew up in the charismatic realm. I went to Ramah. 
I always call this season, this time of year, prophecy season, because you got all the prophets that come out and they're all telling everybody, you know, what's, what's coming in 2024, whatever the new year is this year, it's 2024. So what's up? What do you believe the outlook is? I know you're, you don't claim to be a prophet. I know you have lots of prophets on your, on your tour, but uh, what do you believe is coming for us in 2024? Is it going to be the civil war? Is it going to be, yeah. you know, what, what do now, you see? You, you said you went to Rama? I did. Yes, sir. Interesting story. Um, I had dinner with my daughter. I take my daughters uh, out for dad-daughter dates. You know, we have five kids, four daughters, and I take them out for dinner. So I took my daughter, one of my daughters out for dinner a couple Mondays ago, and the waiter was a Rama guy. And I'm not ripping Rama. I'm just giving an example. Um, He was, he was, the waiter was like, Mr. Clark, hey, man, I've heard some of your shows. Like, I, I didn't announce that, hey, I'm a reawaken america tour guy i just sat down and he goes you're the guy from the reawaken tour and i said yeah yeah and uh so and he said uh hey what's going on and i said what do you mean so basically what we just talked about we we discussed during this this meal time and um he said that he wasn't really super familiar with the book of daniel and or the book of revelation mm. and i said well you're a rhema guy he's a recent graduate so i don't know what they're teaching or what they're not or how much he was paying attention or how much he wasn't i don't know but he didn't seem to be very aware at all of the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation. So what I would just say is if you read Mark chapter 13 and Luke chapter 21 and Matthew chapter 24, the Bible clearly tells us the things that have to happen before the return of Christ. Now, if you read your uh, Bible in Genesis chapter 6, the Bible tells us that the earth was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness before the flood. Now, Hamas is uh, the word in in Hebrew, it means perpetual violence and wickedness. Mm -hmm. So the earth was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness before the flood. And Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 says that the earth, it'll be like as in the days of Noah before the return of Christ. And now you're seeing Hamas uh, fill the earth again. I mean, you're starting to see Hamas, you're starting to see the Palestinian flag raised in California City. Mm-hmm. In Fresno, you're seeing the Palestinian slash Hamas movement show up in Paris, showing up in Mexico, showing up all over the world. So I believe we're going to see the fulfillment of the things the Bible said that are going to have to happen uh, before the return of Christ. So I don't have a specific date for you, but I do believe that Israel was formed in 1948, and I believe that the Bible's very clear that... Um, you need to watch Israel, you know, as it relates mm-hmm. to the biblical timeline. So I, I believe we're getting close to the ending of the age, but I don't want to uh, nail down a specific date or time because I, I don't know that. I think the Bible is very clear that, you know, we probably won't know the specific hour of the return of Christ, but we should know the seasons of the return of Christ. Yeah, I'm into that too. And, you know, one thing you forgot too was they raised it just the other day at the Capitol when they rush the Capitol and they storm the Capitol as they, the true insurrection that happened the other day. But uh, speaking of prophets, I know you have one of your, one of them that you have who's not on your tour, but you play a lot of his videos, which is Clem, Kim Clement. I know yeah. his kid, I think it's his kids that you have constantly, or, or you have them on, you've had them on your show before. But one of his prophecies that I just wondered about, which is that he says that there, there'll be a time where we have two presidents. Now I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. I know in the truth or community, you hear this, you hear that. Play, do you believe that we currently have two presidents? Well, okay, a couple of things. Um, I never uh, met Kim Clement. Uh, there's a Kim Clement prophecy where he uh, references uh, a man by the name of Clark and a man by the name of Donald. 
And I've actually sat down with President Donald J. Trump and watched the Kim Clement prophecies with him. So that was a a wild prophecy, a wild moment in my life to sit down and watch the Kim Clement prophecies wow. with President Trump. So I, I, all I can say is from the moment that the Kim Clement prophecies were first sent to me, um, they were sent to me by a man by the name of Charles Kolaw. So Charles Kolaw, um, kolawfitness.com. I referenced the name of his business so you can verify he's a real person. Charles Kolaw sent the Kim Clement prophecies to me, which I had no idea who Kim Clement was. I had sued the mayor of Tulsa, turned my building into a church, was doing all the things that I was doing, not knowing who Kim Clement was. Charles, longtime client of mine, and I'm a business growth consultant, by the way. I own companies, and people pay me to help them grow their companies. So Charles sends this Kim Clement prophecy to me and says, hey, you should watch this. I think this guy's talking about you. Now, I have no idea who Kim Clement is. Now, Kim Clement in the prophecy talks about how Trump would be a, a trumpet, how he would be a, a president for two terms, how he'd be filled with the Holy Spirit before he returns for a second term. Um, how there would be a two presidents. There'd be a time where America would not recognize the legitimacy of one president. There's all this stuff. And I, and again, I, I'm not prophetic. I don't come from a prophetic space. Mm -hmm. um, just between you and me and everybody who listens to my podcast, I'm not a big fan of most prophets um, uh, because, <laughs> because I find that a lot of prophets uh, guess they're not really. And so let me just be very clear. 27% of the Bible is prophetic. Mm hmm and 73% of the Bible is, is historical. So Jeremiah, by the way, folks, I did not get my own book in the Bible. This just in, I'm not that big of a deal. I don't have my own book in the Bible. There's Jeremiah. Um, you know, if you read the book, let me just give you an example. The Bible tells you specifically in the book of Amos and in the book of Zephaniah. So Amos chapter one, verse seven, and Zephaniah chapter two, verse four, it tells you that um, before the return of Christ, that Gaza will be destroyed. I'm not saying that. I'm not guessing. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. But there are people that are not in the Bible who guess all the time. But the Bible, there's 27% of the Bible that's prophetic, and it, it it's it's like God's inspired word, and it tells you what's going to happen. So when people ask me, you know, what do I think is going to happen? I always say, you know, what I think is going to happen really isn't that important. It's what the Bible says it's going to happen. I mean, the Bible says, this is just real stuff here. Um, let me just read these to you because this is super important for everybody to know this is in the Bible. This isn't, uh, you know, I'm not guessing here. So the Bible states that before the return of Christ, you're going to get to a place in space. Let me pull this up real quick here. Okay. Yeah, let me pull this up here. Because I, I want people to really dive into the Bible and not dive into my opinions. Okay, so here we go. So the Bible tells us that it'll be like as in the days of Noah before the return of Christ. So as I mentioned, Matthew chapter 24, verse uh, uh, 37. Amos 1, 7, it says that Gaza will be destroyed before the return of Christ. Zephaniah chapter 2, 4, it says it'll be like uh, that Gaza will have to be destroyed before the return of Christ. Isaiah chapter 17, verse 1, says Damascus will have to be destroyed before the return of Christ. Well, Damascus happens to be where the weapons are being shipped into right now. So these weapons that are being used to fight against Israel, these are all going into Damascus, Syria. I mean, this is real stuff. A lot of people don't know this, but Palestine is now being financially and militarily supported by China since June of 2023. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, says that the false prophet will call for the changing of the laws and the times. Well, Yuval Noah Harari, who's praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, and Harvard, they call him the false prophet. They call him the prophet. He, he's actually advocating for changing the laws and the times. So all these things are, are happening. Uh, the Bible, Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6, it discusses hyperinflation. This is in the Bible, Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6. So I put all of this, all these, there's 119 biblical prophetic events that are all taking place right now. There's probably more, but there's 119 that I've organized at timetofreeamerica.com. And there's a button you can click where I've put all of this there so you can read it. So when you get into like prophets that, and I'm not saying there aren't legitimate prophets that are around today. I'm just saying... I have met some people this year that claim to be prophetic, and they're just guessing all the time. So instead of looking for a, a, a good word, I recommend that people read the word. That's it. And you know what I tell everybody all the time? You want a prophecy, open the Bible and read it out loud because it's you're prophesying to yourself. And just like, you, just like you said, I mean, uh, you know, in the New Testament, the Bible says prophecies for edification, exhortation, and comfort. You know, everybody's always looking for, a, in essence, a fortune teller. And the funny thing is, man— People and especially Christians flock to these guys, and so I just want—that's why I want to get your out, yeah. outlook on that. I know you have some. There's some real ones. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some real ones, and, I, and I'm, it's not up to me to tell you who's a real prophet and who's not. I mean, I'll just give you an example. Uh, I had no idea who Amanda Grace was. I had no idea who she was. Mm -hmm. um, and then Aaron Antis, longtime friend of mine, also a Rainbow Bible College graduate, he said you should listen to her show. Um, she's saying things that she believes that God's revealed to her that. Uh, are have you know she'll say something's going to happen and then a year later it happens or six months later it happens and I've seen the accuracy of her prophecies and I've thought wow that's amazing but what I've also discovered and I'm not this isn't against Amanda Grace or against other prophetic people I'm just saying is most Christians are looking for a word and they haven't read the word which is that's the it. word of god so i would just encourage everybody and i'm going to send this to you in the private uh chat here so you can share it or not share it if you want sure, to sure, sure, sure. But this is a link to 119 biblical prophecies okay. that are taking place right now and i think it would be a smart idea for every christian out there who has a, the mental capacity and tenacity needed to read the Bible, to go ahead and open up your Bible and to read these. And I'll say this to you, and I'm not attacking everybody out there. I'm attacking myself. Um, <laughs> a lot of times um, we as Christians go to a big church and mm -hmm. we bring our small font Bible to a big church. And there's so much fog, we can't read the words in the Bible. What am I saying? I'm saying a lot of times we as Christians go to a big church with our small font Bible and there's so much fog that we can't actually read the words on the page. And I just encourage everybody out there to go to a small church called your closet and to read getting a large font Bible. Get a large font Bible. Large font Bible. Large font. Is this guy selling large font Bibles? Get a large font Bible. Go to a small, small church called the closet and read that thing out loud. And you're going to go, wow, God is accurate. Wow. Jesus is king. Wow, God has a profound plan for your life. Wow, God is the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. Wow, God is accurate. And if you do that, that'll give you God bumps. That'll give you goosebumps. That'll get you inspired to serve Christ. But if you don't read the Bible and instead you look for the new prophecy of the day, as you mentioned, maybe fortune tellers, 
That is a, a, a path to, in my opinion, a biblical dystopia, because what happens is, is people begin to look for an encouraging word, not mm -hmm. the word. And if you read the Bible, I mean, if you read Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6, when the Bible's talking about hyperinflation, God doesn't care whether you and I perceive it to be encouraging or not. It's mm -hmm. the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's 100% truth 100% of the time for all the truthers in the truther community that are always looking for 100% truth. Right. You find it right there. So uh, another question I have, you know, I, and I know that you're, we're conservatives, we are conservative in nature, you know, within that word conservative is the word conserve. Now, we all, that's what we're fighting for. We're not the other side, the left side, the left tears everything down, they destroy everything they get their hands on. It's their, it's their ideals and the way that, the way that they're made. And, and what happens, Clay, if what it is that we're trying to conserve, which is the Constitution, which is the First Amendment, your freedom of speech, freedom of religion, that we do still have the second second amendment but they're doing their best to tear that down what happens if we if we have lost that at that point i believe we need revival now you hear a lot of people talking within the church and you know a lot of pastors say talk about revival revival but revival always happens outside of the church which is why i so appreciate what you're doing because i know what some of the places you go are in churches but however the revival what needs to be revived are those ideals within our country in order to even allow people to go to church. I mean, after 2020, if you still believe that we are a free country, the way that we believe the false sense of freedom that we thought we, that we did have, I, I don't know what else people need to do. And I watched your interview with, um, with um, General Flynn and um, Alex Jones. Uh, and you, when you guys were talking about the civil war and stuff, but, but one of the things you mentioned, and I just wanted you to touch on this, if you don't mind real quick is, why is there so much within the truther community or within this movement, and it's always on the conservative side or on the Republican side or whatever, the right side, there's so much infighting and it just destroys and we never can fight together. We never can win any battles because we're so picky and we can't stand to do anything to succeed in. Well, you know, I, I don't know that I have the answer for you. I, I can just share my, my <laughs> thoughts. I've, I've discovered that having met Alex Jones, mm -hmm. um, having met uh, General Flynn, um, having become friends with General Flynn and having become, you know, friends with Alex and friends with uh, Eric Trump and, and friends, friends with Cash Patel and friends with so many uh, wonderful patriots. I can tell you that the conservatives that I've met that are trying to conserve the values of the Constitution and the conserve the values or conserve the principles of the Bible, they're very kind and decent people. But the media tries to paint I, I believe the media by the way are the false prophets of Baal. we could get mm -hmm. into that but i believe the media tries to paint a picture as though um you know general flynn or myself or eric or whoever they try to demonize all of us so that all of us don't want to meet each other so as the organizer of the reawaken america tour and by the way folks if you go to time to freeamerica.com our final event that I know of that we're doing is time to freeamerica.com. I'll pull it up real quick here. Uh, time to freeamerica.com. It's June uh, 5th or sorry, June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I call these people and I, and I, I call them and I say, hi, and I, and I'm, I'm not going to throw someone on the bus, but I'm just giving an example. There's a guy who has a show called the watchman podcast, not your show, but one kind of similar. And I invited the guy to speak at one of our events. And I said, Hey, I'd love for you to speak. And, and there's a couple shows that have a watchman theme to it. But I called the guy and I said, hey, I'd like for you to come speak at our event if, you're, if you'd be open to it. And the guy says, well, I've heard you guys are a bunch of conspiracy kooks. 
And and so he immediately shut me down, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh because he had read the headlines that had said the Reawaken America tour was a bunch of kooks, you know? And so he, think about this for a second. He has a Watchmen-themed podcast. And without having ever met me, he assumed that my events were somehow an anti-Israel event, even though there couldn't be anybody that's more pro-Israel because the Bible tells us to be uh, pro-God's people, Genesis chapter 12, than myself and General Flynn. I mean, we stand with the people of Israel very clearly. So does Eric Trump, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I contacted another guy, and I won't mention his name. I'm just trying to give you some examples. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. leading pastor in America. And he says to me, I, I don't want to be on the same stage with the Trumps after what the Trumps have said about ABC 123. And I said, do you understand, like, what you said isn't something they've ever said. That's just what the media has said they've said. And so what I found is this bizarre thing that a lot of conservatives trust the mainstream media and what it says about leading conservative voices. And so what I was trying to articulate on the Alex Jones interview was that Alex Jones was right. General Flynn was right. Tucker Carlson was right. Joe Rogan was right. This just in. The Bible's right. But what happens is the media tries to convince us that, well, Alex Jones is a little bit too out there for us. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's a little bit too out there for us. General Flynn's a little bit too. They try to divide these people that should be uniting. And now that we've clearly established that Alex Jones, Alex Jones was right, General Flynn was right, President Trump was right, Joe Rogan was right, now it's time to unite. That's that's what I was trying to articulate. Mm-hmm. But the media really tries to caricaturize or to demonize the leading conservative voices to keep them separate. And I have found that a lot of the conservatives that I've met this year have told me that the reason why they didn't want to participate at events with other conservatives is because of what they've read about these people in the media. It's crazy. Mm. And, you know, just to mention what you said, you know, there's a guy that has another. The reason I named mine The Watchman, and I named it with an E instead of an A, because it's not yeah. about me. I believe that God's called us all to be that. And you're, it's what you're doing on your tour right now. I mean, you're you're seeing what's going on. I mean, in book of Ezekiel 33.3, it says, when the watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people. It's simple. That's our all of our jobs. It's just like what they did in 1776 when the British were coming. I mean, you see the demise of America coming. And if we, as a body of believers, as American citizens, don't stand up and fight for the freedoms and rights to to do whatever it is that we, you know, the, what the Constitution states, they will take it and we will lose. And so if you got time, I just got one more yeah, question for you. For so my last question is, and it goes along with the infighting within the, the community. So there's a, there's a controversy out there within the truth community. I'm sure you've heard it because I know you've heard everything there is to hear about conspiracy theories and all that stuff. But that there is these 2.0s. The 2.0s are out there. These people aren't the same people anymore. I don't know. Maybe you're, are you a 2.0? I'm not sure, but I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, so there, there, there's this guy and I, and I seen that you commented on it because he's been going around telling everybody Trump's the commander in chief, you know, listen, I'm a Jan Sixer. I've been served my 10 days in prison, wrongfully, nonviolent, all garbage. My dad, the same way. Uh, you know, so there's a guy out there saying that Trump's still the commander in chief. This is all a big plan. Things aren't really what they seem. And his name's Derek Johnson. I know you heard of Derek Johnson. And he posted a, video, a picture the other day of General Flynn. There was four different General Flynn's. This isn't the same well, me, General Flynn. Let me stop real quick there on that just for a second. I'm gonna, I'll let you finish. I'm not going to cut you off. I just want to make sure I get this. Um, General Flynn is a wonderful, wonderful person. 
and I will invite you on your show so you have video proof that I've said this. Mm-hmm. You can come to our event in Detroit. I'd love to invite you. I'll get you a backstage pass so you can meet General Flynn. But he is one of the kindest, hardest working, most devoted fathers um, mm-hmm. and husbands I've ever seen. I mean, this guy loves his wife. He's been married to the same woman his entire you know life. Mm-hmm. I mean, great guy, great husband, the way he treats his kid, the way he treats his wife. Served honorably, honorably in the military for 30 plus years. And he's sort of like a father figure to me. Mm-hmm. And when I see people um, attack him or pontificate about him or try to sow seeds that he is not um, who he says he is, it really bothers me to my core because I love him like I, I like a brother. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll just say that before you finish the question there. No, that I mean it was pretty much what I was. The question was because I seen that you have made a comment about that. That is, oh, yeah. that obviously isn't true. But there, but it is a problem within the community because this is another infighting within the community to where it's another discrediting thing to somebody. Now I'm just saying I'm speaking as a J sixer. If President Trump's still in charge, my family has been persecuted for two and almost three years now. Right. I don't know too many people out there that are President Trump fans or supporters that would be thrilled if he came out and said. Hey, the gig's up. I've been in charge all along, and everything's yeah. not what you guys thought it was. Well, let's talk about to be this. I like to think about things in groups of five or groups of three. So let me just fire off five reasons why a, a President Trump is not in charge. Okay, one, um, Eric Trump is a is a friend of mine. General Flynn's a friend of mine. Peter Navarro is a friend of mine. Trump's inner circle's a friend of mine. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Peter Navarro, my good friend, is facing sentencing in prison. He's seventy four years old. On January 25th, why would President Trump want his closest economic advisor to go to prison? Two, why would President Trump want RNA-modifying nanotechnology that causes myocarditis to go into the hearts and bodies of, what, 80% of Americans, Mm -hmm. 70% of Americans? Three, why would President Trump want want our economy to be destroyed and to see millions of hardworking Americans to be pushed into uh, poverty due to hyperinflation. Four, why would President Trump want to see the dollar destroyed and to see America pushed to the side as an economic superpower? And five, if he was in charge, why wouldn't he just take over and implement the America First agenda? But what happens is, is there are certain people that need hopium. They need that hopium. They want it. They want the hopium. And they need to hear an encouraging word. And so they want to hear that there's some sort of bigger plan at work that's not the Bible. Because the Bible is the bigger plan, by the way. And so what they do is they they heap themselves to people teaching false doctrines. What? Yeah, so the Bible talks about in the book of Timothy, First sure Timothy four. chapter 4, verse 3, yep. it says mm-hmm. that people in the latter times will heap themselves to false teachers that are teaching doctrines of devils, and they won't adhere to sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. So what happens is is people are going, oh, I, I've never heard of this guy, but I mean, seems like a credible person. And I'm not, in my, whichever the false prophet is. And I see people, I, I met a guy the other day at Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy. I live in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy the other day. I met a guy and he says, Clay, isn't it great that we're in charge? This is a guy that I don't know very well. I kind of know him, but we're not like close friends. 
Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he says, isn't it great that we're in charge? He knows me from my podcast. And he says, isn't that great that we're in charge? I'm getting a chicken sandwich, okay? And it's like <laughs> double the price it was two years ago. And the guy goes, isn't it great that we're in charge? And I go, what? And the guy says, I mean, you know what I mean, though, right? I mean, right? We're in charge, right? And I'm going, no, we're not in charge. Well, I mean, isn't it great that the plan is working? And I'm like, <laughs> what? And this guy actually believes it. And I, and I'm, he's going, isn't that, I mean, I saw your show the other day, you put out the show and you put out the show and I noticed that you chose 17 letters in the title of the whatever. And I'm going, what? I mean, I didn't sit down and choose 17 letters to my show or whatever he was saying, (laughs) but he actually thought that in my show that I was being intentional about choosing 17 letters and all that. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like they try to, and I've talked to Eric about this. I've talked to, you know, I mean, so many great patriots about this. And all I can say is that we need God to intervene right now. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is very accurate in how, how it begins and how it ends. I don't know where we're at in the biblical timeline, but I encourage everyone to get right with Christ. And my calls to action today would be one, Go to timetofreeamerica.com and get your tickets for the Reawaken America Tour in Detroit, Michigan. That's going to be June 7th and 8th, the final Reawaken Tour that I'm I'm aware of that we're doing. I said the reason why I'm aware of it because I believe it's the last one. Um, but if you know if if the Trump family wants me to do one more or whatever that looks like, I'll be honored to do it. But these are money losing events. I do. I my wife and I do them ourselves. We let people name their price. You can pay whatever price you want. That's June 7th and 8th. We're going to have Jim Brewer in the house. Roseanne, Laura Trump, Eric Trump, Cash Patel, Peter Navarro. It's June 7th and 8th, Detroit, Michigan. Devin Nunes, it's going to be great. Um, Second, if you want to watch the Reawaken America Tour documentary for free tonight, you can watch it for free. That features General Flynn, Pastor Archer Pulaski, Mike Lindell, who, by the way, will be joining us on the Reawaken America Tour in Detroit. You can watch that for free tonight at timetofreeamerica.com. And then finally, if you can look up all the Bible verses cited on today's show and assume I've lost my mind, that's probably healthy for your soul. And I really do appreciate you carving out time for me. Thank you so much, Clay. And it was good to have you on. And and like you said, man, if pe- people would read Matthew 24, Luke 21, they they wouldn't have these p- problems with deception and all that stuff out there that people are deceiving them. And I always say at the end of my show, man, I always still believe this, that the best is yet to come. God bless you guys. And you guys have a great day. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.